Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Hurricanes rolling tonight, now up 5-1 on New Jersey with four and a half minutes left in the second period, so the Canes trying to go up 3-1 on that best of seven. A little bit later on tonight, Dallas at Seattle. The Tentacles lead that series two games to one. Blue Jays trailing the Phillies 3-2. Phillies batting in the bottom of the sixth. Oilers home to the Golden Knights tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show. Game just after 8 here on 6.30. Chet, as I was saying, Game 5 Friday back in Las Vegas. We do not have a game time for that one yet. Zach Hyman did not practice today, and uh, Jay Woodcroft really wouldn't elaborate on his status for the game tomorrow, although I'm kind of thinking that uh, I'd be very surprised if we saw him in the lineup. I can also mention here uh, the Oilers Community Foundation, having uh, net proceeds from the Oilers 50-50 going to the Canadian Red Cross in support of the humanitarian effort to help Albertans affected by the recent wildfires in the province. We know how tough that has been on uh, thousands of people. The current raffle running until 11 p.m. tomorrow, and then they're going to start... Uh, start a uh, new one after that but the current raffle till till 11 o'clock tomorrow night to uh, benefit the canadian red cross in support of the humanitarian effort to help albertans affected by the wildfires okay 780-496-0063 if you want to get in touch tonight uh i'll hit a couple i got kellen and then we can uh, go to you sure Rex says uh, pretty sad performance by some key Oilers players in the playoffs. RNH zero goals. Cody Cece minus three. Darnell Nurse zero goals. And even Kane has more dumb penalties than he does big goals. Even Ekholm doesn't look the same when he's under duress from the Golden Knights four check shift after shift. Uh, Rex concludes by saying. Derek Ryan has consistently been one of the Oilers' best players, and that is not a formula for winning the Stanley Cup. He put not in all caps. That is from Rex. And Vince, the Vegas fan, I don't know if we've heard from Vince before, mm -hmm. says the Oilers are a power play and nothing else. If the Knights stay out of the box, Edmonton doesn't have a chance. That's from Vince, the Vegas fan. I wonder if any Oilers fans feel that way. Mm. All right, what do you have, Kellen? Okay, uh, unknown text coming in. Uh, simply says, Holland didn't make the tough decision to walk away from Nuge. He's been brutal defensively his whole playoff career, and this playoff was a problem on free game-winning goals for the opposite team. Signed Philip Deneau is a superior playoff player for $400,000 more. All right, well, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um I guess, you know, you can make that argument with any player you don't like. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, whoever, let them walk. But then the thing is, can you can you sign a player who is in the same neighborhood or a little better? Um, I, I mean, I know I'm going to be hearing about the Nurse contract for the next seven years until it's done. But as Ken Holland said, if you would have let Darnell Nurse walk, he's looking for a player of the caliber of Darnell Nurse and probably same with Nugent Hopkins. I mean, if Nugent Hopkins would have walked, it's not an automatic you're getting Philip Deneau to, to fill that space. But, yeah, I mean, Nuge has no goals for a player who got over 100 points in the in the regular season. So I, I get I get why he's going to be singled out a little bit. 780-496-0063. We got Bob on the line. Bob, go ahead. How's it going tonight, Reed? Pretty good. Uh, Bob, go ahead. Yeah, how's it going tonight, Reed? Yeah, can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. We got you. Okie dokie. The, uh, the coaching staff was talking about uh, playing a patient game, these uh, playoffs. Yeah. Okay, can you just turn your radio down in the background? Yeah, I got it down. Okay. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, man. Okay. They were talking uh, about that for sure. Yes. Yeah. You saw it in the L.A. series, but games one and three, no patience at all. It like they were running around on eggshells. Uh, game two, they showed their speed, tenacity, and uh, skill. Uh, what do you think the – reasoning is behind these ups and downs oh, well that's well, first of all i think you make a good point about patience and i think that's important and i the ed in the last half hour called in about having experience and playoff wisdom and rob and i often talk about that if, you, if you're going to be a good team and go deep in the playoffs you have to be comfortable playing in a tied game or even down a goal and and not trying to play with your hair on fire because things haven't gone your way for a while. Why is this series a little different? Well, I, I think some of the things we've talked about, I think Vegas is, is a little deeper up front than Los Angeles. They don't play as passive a game. So if they do get their forecheck going, they can hem in the Oilers for an extended period of time and, and push them around down low and in front of the net, which we saw. I think the Vegas defense is deeper and more physical than the L.A. defense. I mean, I think the LA's, L.A.'s top four was pretty good. I didn't think their bottom pairing, whether it was Edler or Jersey or Walker, was nearly as good as what Vegas has on, on their third pairing. Um, in terms of the Oilers being patient, um, I, I don't know if I would chalk up the two losses in the series to patience. I, I just don't think they were thorough enough. You know, I don't think they got frenzied when they fell behind I, I just think that they were getting beaten to pucks pushed off pucks pushed around in front of their net and things like that I don't know if I answered what, your question Bob but that's kind well, of what I'm seeing what do you think well one point I want to make in the LA series you had uh, every defenseman out there as soon as they got the puck they either waited for the forwards to come back or the line change to be made and stuff like that. I don't see that against Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Las Vegas kind of chases them down, but you can still be patient under pressure. You know, it's just uh, waiting for your chance and waiting for your opportunity to make that good first pass or uh, uh, an intelligent breakout and stuff like that. It just, like I said, it looks like they're all running around on eggshells and they don't want to break any eggs. Yeah, well, they didn't pass the puck very well last night either. Like well, that's, yeah. that, that, that's a good point because the thing about it is that they seem to think that they're being rushed and hurried a lot, and if they were positionally sound in their own end, you'd have a better chance of making a, a first pass, you know, like uh, these uh, – breakaway passes somebody hanging out at center ice or the opposing blue line everybody's got to come back if las vegas is running five people into your zone you got to have everybody back defending yeah well they yeah and they haven't done a good a job of that right they're not winning battles in front of their own net i don't think the forwards are collapsing well enough they got to play a little more committed game for sure hey good call bob appreciate it Thank you. 6-1 now, Carolina. They are cruising tonight against the New Jersey Devils. 780-496-0063. Uh, Walter says, big blow if the Oilers don't have Hyman. Their whole offense still revolves around McDavid and Dreisaitl. 
RNH can't find the net, so they need the odd goal from a hard worker like Hyman, who, who again might not play. That's from Walter. What do you have coming into you, Kellen? Uh, we'll go to Greaser here, who simply oh, te texts in free words, and we were counting obviously last week with somebody's text, <laughs> whether it's two words or free words with a number. This is definitely free words here. He says it's goaltending right there. It's well, that's two words. If that is two words, wait a second. Two. Yeah, that's right. Goaltending <laughs> is one word. He should have said it is goaltending. There we go. Well, that's so much of hockey is goaltending. But again, do I think the Oilers are down two-one in the series uh, because of goaltending? I will say no. Yes, you would have liked for Skinner to have a couple saves last night. Having said that, Skinner could have allowed two goals, which would have been over the final shots. Vegas had 33 shots, so if Skinner would have played the whole game and stopped 31 out of 33, that's a pretty good save percentage. The Oilers still would have lost. Speaking of goaltending, uh, I got a oh Mike in Kentucky has emailed Inside Sports at 63shed.com. Ooh, was he does, at the Derby? Does the I don't know. Does the constant change of Vegas goaltending favor Vegas? You'd have to think it makes the Oilers shuffle their scouting reports around in their minds while playing. That's an interesting question. I mean, clearly there's some scouting going on. Um, I think you might see some trends maybe shooting low glove on Skinner after I rewatched some of the goals last night. Every goalie has a weakness. I just think with the Oilers, just get pucks and traffic to the net. I And I, I said this to Rob last night, and uh, I, I know I had a couple. Uh, Nate in Vegas often listens to our show. He, he kind of uh, tweeted me that he didn't totally agree. Like, I wonder if big picture Hill's a better goalie than Brassois. Brassois was hot, and he clearly put the work in and went through the surgery and the recovery and playing in the minors, and what was he, 7-0-3 down the stretch in the regular season, beat the Jets. But Hill has played more NHL games and is a little bit younger. Like, like I wonder if Hill plays, if, if big picture, if this series takes four more games to decide, if, if Hill gives Vegas the better chance. Does this mess with the Oilers' scouting report? I, I, I don't know. I, I think they have scouting reports on all the goalies. They've played against Hill before. And, and again, I just think the Oilers need to shoot more and get higher quality shots. All right. Uh, we got Glenn texting in and asks, was it a dirty hit on Hyman last night? Uh, probably could have been a penalty, yeah. I don't think it's suspendable or anything like that. And I've got, I hope I get the uh, the area name correct here or the pronunciation, but we've got Justin of Balgoni te texting in. I, I've never heard of that place, so here we go. Uh, we lose a tough game and everyone loses their damn mind. We all know in our hearts that the Oilers are the better team. That's Justin of Balgoni. Uh, Balgoni's in Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. So that's Assuming that's the it. same place, maybe there's some... Uh, a kingdom of Balgoni somewhere. It sounds very regal, yes. Back in, somewhere in <laughs> Europe or I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just got one from Rico who says, I keep hearing Rob Brown say that the NHL refs are the best hockey refs in the world. If that's the case, the NHL needs to expand its talent pool. These guys must be the best by default. We need to get more people in training to be refs so there's actual competition for jobs. I watch a lot of games and there are so many missed calls. It makes me want to become a fan of pro wrestling where at least the fans get it right. That is from Rico. Ah, uh, argue on that one. Uh, <laughs> we have our own issues too uh, for wrestling. Yeah, so. I, uh, I'll, again, 
I, I'm probably a little, well, not probably. I, I think I, I'm more reluctant to talk about refs and calls more than other people just because I think they eventually go both ways. I mean, if there's, if there's, you know, an obvious bad call or a rule that we need to understand or a rule that we think maybe should be changed, I'm happy to talk about it going over every call in every game. I, I don't know. And I, and I do think these refs are good. Did you say somebody just called in, Kellen? Uh, I did, yes. Who do we have? We have Daryl on. Daryl, sorry, I couldn't hear the name. Okay, Daryl, thanks for phoning. Go ahead. Oh, gentlemen, always love your show. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe the Oilers are in trouble. I think that they can rebound. But uh, credit where credit's due, Vegas is a very good hockey club. They play a grinding game, and they're talented. So are the Oilers. So we can't write them off, but at the end of the day, I mean, all the credit in Vegas, they played a very tough, intensive, and high-tempo game, and we didn't. We were horrible with the putt. Yeah. We didn't pass well. We didn't finish checks. We tried to play rough. There's a difference between playing rough and playing intense, so that's my comments, but, uh, boy, you know, let's not write them off, but Vegas is a good hockey Well, Cassidy's a good coach. Like, I think, oh. I think his reputation took a hit because of the way it ended in Boston. And, hey, maybe when you're at it, the same team for a while, the relationship. I mean, a lot of the San Jose players didn't like Todd when he left to come here, remember? He's a pretty good coach. So oh, I think, absolutely. yeah, I mean, Cassidy's a good coach. And I wonder if in the back of his mind, he had a little bit of a smirk in his brain when Boston was eliminated and he, he moved on. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wouldn't have bet that series. <laughs> okay, thanks. Appreciate well, it, Daryl. Thanks a bunch, guys. Great show. Okay, we'll take a quick timeout. A couple more phone calls. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Two periods done. Hurricanes leading the Devils 6-1. Uh, Jordan Martinuk, the Leduc kid, up to 10 points in this series. An incredible story for him. Later, Stars and Kraken. We'll get to a couple more phone calls here this hour. We got Tony on the line. Tony, go ahead. Hey, uh, how's it going, Reed? Pretty good. So, the other night I called in to overtime open line, game two. And I talked about one thing that I talked about with a lot of people. And then I said that what Vegas did in game two might come back to bite us. And what did they do? End of the second period, Costa gets into a fight. Um, end, of, um, end of the third period, we all get into a scrum, and look what happens. What happens last night? Vegas is taking it to us. Nurse goes to challenge Hag, and Hag's like, nah, I don't want none of this. We're ahead. Not happening. I'm wondering, do you think that all the stuff that was going on in the game in game two has anything to do with, you know, maybe like Nurse is trying to send a point, say, you know what, I want you to take me on. Let's go. And what happened, it changed, it changed the complexion of the game last night, in my personal opinion. Uh, I don't know about that. I think sometimes you see the losing team try to express some frustration or leave some bruises for the next game. I, I, think, uh, I think the Oilers... I know there were some incidents in Game 3. I also think the Oilers probably turned, not probably, I think they did turn away for some, from some stuff. And I think Vegas, you know, the winning team is less likely to be 
pulled into it. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, personally, Tony, I didn't think there was anything there that, that shifted the, the tone of the series. We have Sir Robert on the line as well. Hi, Sir Robert. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed. How you doing? Not bad. Well, obviously, I mean, uh, I think I said uh, said after game one that it, that this, uh, that uh, the result was clearly not what uh, anybody wanted, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing about last night. The Oilers were all around bad, flat, whatever term you want to use. I've uh, I've always believed this when it comes to the playoffs. I don't one game one game doesn't doesn't necessarily change the series i believe at least at least in the first four simply because the simply because the first four well at least first three are not are are not uh, elimination games so personally i think uh you know vegas won vegas they're the better team whether it was 5-1 or whether they beat us in two or three overtimes doesn't matter they beat us it's one win we're down 2-1 i think uh I think they'll bounce back tomorrow. Obviously, if uh, Hyman can't play, that'll be a huge loss. I still, I'm still expecting a bounce back. Personally, when it comes to the goaltending, I'm happy that they're sticking with Skinner. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're sure they're, I've seen some opinions saying that maybe, well, this second time in the playoffs, Skinner's been pulled. You got to go with Campbell. Well, I mean, Campbell's only played really at the final two periods again, uh, game four against LA in the last uh, final what was it half of the game yesterday so i mean campbell's barely played in the playoffs yeah. so to me it's a well yeah i mean to me uh i mean to me you got to stick with skinner because campbell I, w- I wouldn't say he's cold but i mean i just i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't throw him in there when you're down 2-1 saying okay well you know uh skinner didn't get the job done so okay campbell you go in there and uh you know win us this series all right thanks to robert appreciate it thanks 780-496-0063. We'll get to more of your feedback as we, uh, we move along. We'll get a quick update from Morley Scott on the Elks AGM today. And if if you're one of the 14 regular listeners to the show, we don't, uh, you know we got this running thing about giving out canned hams. Well, now this is real. We have canned ham t-shirts from Elite Promotional Marketing. And we're going to ask a trivia question a little bit later on. And we'll give away our first canned ham t-shirt here on the show this this is actually really exciting kellen oh massively i'm looking forward to it kellen doing his best to feign excitement after the news